This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you and Merry Christmas. Friends, the great gospel that we have for Christmas Day is one of the most magnificent passages in all the scriptures, and indeed it's one of the gems of the world's literary tradition. I'm talking, of course, about the prologue to the Gospel of John. We're familiar, of course, with uh, Luke's account of the Nativity, but John gives us this sort of theological meditation on the meaning of Christmas, and that's the Gospel for Christmas Day. What I want to do, however briefly, in this Christmas homily is simply to meditate on some of the significant passages. First of all, in the beginning was the Word. What John is doing here is consciously calling to mind the very beginning of the Bible, which commences with the Hebrew word bereshith, meaning in the beginning. What he's going to tell us here is a story of recreation, a story of new beginnings. That's what Christmas is about. God is recreating a world bereft by sin. Then we hear, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All of Christianity, in many ways, is contained in that line. When I speak a word, what I'm doing right now, for example, I'm necessarily speaking something of myself. What I know, what I feel, what I want you to believe, what I've experienced. So I'm I'm always expressing something of myself when I speak. But, you know, because I'm a finite, sinful, limited creature, I can't possibly express the whole of myself in any word, even in a million words. My words carry something of myself, but never the whole of myself. But now consider God. God who is the very act of being itself, the perfect, absolute creator. God is capable of speaking himself entirely. Within the ample space of his own being, the Father is able to express the whole of himself in his word. This means that the word that the Father utters shares utterly in the divinity of the Father. That's why John says, not just the Word was with God, but that the Word was God. Here's the deep, deep mystery, of course, of God's Trinitarian life. Then we hear, through him all things came to be, through this Word. 
Think now of this logos, this word of the Father, containing the fullness of God's order, reasonability, rationality. In some sense, the archetypes of all created things are implicitly present in this great logos. Think of all the forms of reasonability which can be seen in creation. All of that is implicitly present in the logos. And John's telling us that like a great artist, the Father consulted his logos when he fashioned the universe. And this is precisely why all of reality speaks of the truth and the goodness and the beauty of the Creator. This is also, as I've argued before, the ground for the sciences. Every scientist has to believe that the world he's setting out to meet is intelligible. It's endowed with form, order, reasonability. When John says, through this logos, this word of God, all things came to be, he's providing the ground for that assumption. Now the focus becomes more pointed. John says, A man came sent by God. His name was John. He came as a witness. He was not the light, but only a witness to speak for the light. He's referring, of course, to John the Baptist. See, friends, from time immemorial... God has sent messengers, prophets, spokespersons. Think of that whole line of prophets and patriarchs of Israel. Think even of every philosopher, every religious teacher from any culture. Anyone who conveys to us the good, the true, and the beautiful is from God. They're witnesses to God. John the Baptist, if you want, sums up all these figures. Now, here's the point that John the Evangelist is making. The point is that Jesus is not simply one more of these. He's something altogether different. He's not just the greatest of teachers, the greatest of philosophers, the greatest of artists. He is somehow else. Why? Why? Because he's not just a speaker of the word, but rather the word himself in person. Here's the difference of Christmas. That another messenger of God has come into the world, well, that would be encouraging news, but it wouldn't be the Christmas message. That one more prophet's been born, well, that would be an uplifting message. It wouldn't be the Christmas message. Christmas message is that the Word itself, the Word Himself, has come among us. Then we hear, He was in the world that had its being through Him, and the world did not know Him. Friends, here in one line is the whole tragedy of sin. We are born for the Word. Why? 
because we were created through the Word. All things came to be through the Word, including us. That means that from the very beginning, we've been stamped by the Word. We've been branded by the Word. We are destined for union with the Word of God. But we don't get Him. The world had its being through him, but the world did not know him. See, you had your being through him. I did, but we don't know him. The tragedy of sin, yes, because there's something seriously off with us, something twisted, kinky, strange about us. And that's why we don't recognize the word when he comes. I mean, why do we run after everything but Christ? even though we've been made by Christ and for him, is because something's off in us. Well, there's the bad news if you want. Here's the good news. It comes right after. But to all who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. I know I just said it a few <laughs> minutes ago, but here again is the whole of Christianity. But to all who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. The church fathers said, God became human, that humans might become God. That means sharers in the divine life. Here's something from Fulton Sheen that I find very helpful. He talks about the the elevation of natural realities that happens only through the condescension of something higher. Here's, Here's what he means. Think of chemical realities. The most fundamental, basic, elemental reality. How would that become something higher? Well, by by being absorbed by a plant. Taken up now into the life of a plant. The plant, as it were, has to bend low. It has to condescend to draw the the chemical, the elemental, up into itself. How does a plant become something higher? How does a plant begin to share in sentient life? It has to be devoured by an animal, eaten by an animal. Then it's taken up into a higher form. The plant on its own cannot elevate itself. Just as the chemicals on their own cannot elevate themselves, they have to be absorbed, brought up higher. How would a lowly animal begin to participate in a higher form of life? Only when that animal is taken up, devoured by a human being. And now it begins to participate in rational life. Again, the animal on its own could never become rational. It has to be absorbed, taken up. Now keep pressing the logic. And here we're coming very close to the heart of the Christmas message. Keep pressing the logic. How do we become sharers in a higher life form? We can't do it on our own. Rather, the divine life must condescend, must lift us up into itself. Now, now, listen again to John. But to all who did accept him, He gave power to become the children of God. See, what's the good news of Christmas? That God became one of us 
that we might become sharers in the divine life. And that's why this prologue reaches its climax with this unforgettable phrase, the Word was made flesh and lived among us. This Word that John's been describing, the Word that was with God from the beginning, the Word that is God, this Word now becomes flesh. Why? That flesh might be divinized. That lowly matter and flesh might be lifted up to a share in God's life. Authentic Christianity always stands against the Gnostic temptation, the puritanical, Manichaean, dualist temptation that says spirit's good, matter's bad. To reach the spirit, you've got to let go of matter. No, no, the Christian story is entirely different. It's that spirit condescends now to become flesh and thereby lift up flesh, transfiguring it to share in the divine life. That's the Christmas message. Here's a lovely detail. The Greek behind that phrase, became flesh and dwelt among us, is actually the word tabernacled among us, or better even, pitched his tent among us. For the ancient Jews, of course, the tent, the tabernacle, that was the dwelling of the Ark of the Covenant. That was God's dwelling. John is telling us here in very lyrical, beautiful language that the new temple, God's definitive dwelling place, has now come in Jesus. He has tabernacled among us. See, friends, that's what it's about, is the Word of God, with God from the beginning, the Word that is God, does not remain in splendid isolation, but now comes down, joins us, and lifts us up. That, if you want, is the pure distillate of the Christmas message. God bless you, and Merry Christmas. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Four years in the making, and it's finally here. Our new Catholicism documentary series, book, and study program are now available to order online at catholicismseries.com. Will you help me introduce this epic film series to your parish, school, family, and friends? Catholicism is an unprecedented adventure around the world and deep into the faith. Learn more at catholicismseries.com or call 1-866-928-1237. That's 1-866-928-1237.